Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. As long as I continue to make everything look pretty and shiny on the outside, I didn't care how miserable and ugly I felt on the inside. I realized that I deserved a better me so I can be the wife and the mom that I really wanted to be. If you're ready to get real about addiction treatment, call Karen. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit caron.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Friends, what's up? Welcome to a special Cannabis Hour. Super pumped about this. Earlier this week, you know we got to talk with Nicholas Vita, uh, CEO of Columbia Care. Awesome company about his earnings. Uh, I love that conversation. And honestly, could not be more excited to do it again with probably the earnings of the season of Q3. I mean, this company blew it out of the water. I'm not going to take his thunder, though. I'm gonna. We're going to talk about the numbers. We're going to talk about it with Unrivaled Brands CEO, Frank Nuttle. I hope I said that right. Frank is going to come on here shortly and tell me how to say his last name if I did not say it right. Uh, but I'm super excited. Aaron, let's dive in. Frank, how are you, my friend? I'm well. Good morning. How are you today? Doing very well. Did I say that right? You did indeed. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Rare, rare is the time, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I have an easy one. I have Elliot Lane. I will say, though, everybody adds the extra T to my first name. One T. But ah, yes. yeah. But, you know, I get it. I, I'm, I'm the outlier. It's fine. I like it. Um, so, Frank, let's get to it, my friend. You've been here before. We've talked to you before about who you are in Unrivaled. So I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. However, if you want to open up with a little bit about Unrivaled to introduce your earnings, please do so. Yeah, sure. So um, as Elliot mentioned, I've uh, been at um, what is now Unrivaled Brands for about 10 months. I joined in December of 2020 with a goal of really uh, – uh, Focusing the organization, updating it, restructuring some of the issues, and frankly, rebuilding on what we have is a really good platform, a uh, very large shareholder base, uh, some good assets in California. And that's how we got to where we are today uh, with Unrivaled. The uh, company was uh, called Terratech, um, and what really brought us the earnings this quarter uh, was a combination of both legacy organic growth as well as the merger we did with Umbrella at the close of which on July 1st, we rebranded the name of the company to Umbrella Brands, uh, Unrivaled Brands. Yeah, Umbrella, I mean, I mean, it speaks for itself in just the numbers alone. So let, let's let's look at that. So revenue of Q3 was, if I'm not mistaken, 23.4 million. That's that was up 274% quarter over quarter, 668% year over year. I'm not sure I can pick out another uh, inorganic growth that, speaks to this type uh, of difference. I mean, how did you all accomplish that so quickly? A, but B, um, you know, I, I would also go back a little further to Terratech and, you know, looking at this acquisition, it seems like 
umbrella was honestly a little bit bigger for you looking at the results. So you guys accomplished quite the feat. Yeah, and, and that's that's really a, a very valid point. Um, certainly, we uh, it was an all share exchange, and we roughly doubled our, our outstanding shares. But at the same time, we quadrupled our revenue base. So uh, it's been a really substantial uptick in the size of the operations and the scope. Uh, we now have brands and distribution in both of Oregon and California. Uh, we brought on additional dispensary. Um, so while some of it, about a quarter of our year-over-year -year growth was organic uh, through our own dispensaries and cultivation facilities, the rest of it was really associated with the merger with Umbrella. And um, that was really a substantial uptick for us. Prior to that point, Paratech had been a relatively small company. We did $5 million in revenue in Q1, 6.3 in Q2. So um, this was a major step up for us and for the combined company. And frankly, a lot of it has to do with you know, the value that we saw in Umbrella and, and frankly, the, the value they saw in us and our platform and ability to put all the assets and the pieces together. Now, your your footprint is is rather wide. And you guys, when I look at your website, it's pretty obvious. The, the, the branding there is the West Coast MSO. However, you all license your brands in Arizona and Oklahoma. So there's growth there outside of the West Coast. As you look forward, what does expansion look like for you all and how do you do it? Well, we, we intend to stay very focused. Um, the West Coast market, I think, has got enormous upside. It's very fragmented. Um, and I envision a scenario where, as a public company, having greater access to capital and transactions that will actually be uh, in prime position going forward to continue to roll up uh, smaller assets in the California and Oregon markets. If you look at the two markets together, they're about 30% of the national footprint. Um, you know, and as I mentioned, they're, they're very fragmented. So there's considerable upside. The other thing is a lot of the really big MSOs have remained focused on the Midwest and the East Coast uh, in limited license states as those are rolling out. But at some point, um, you know, they'll, they'll be coming to California. And our goal is to become large enough to be a true and able competitor uh, when they do or, or, or a good and cooperative partner. Um, but to get there, there's enormous growth we have uh, in the West Coast market. And very much part of, of you know, my, my um, perspective is to remain as highly focused as possible uh, on these two uh, two states in particular. That's fantastic. So uh, you released, um, or you actually reaffirmed 2022 guidance of $130 million. Um, you, I may be getting into muddied waters here, so feel free to tell me. Sorry, Elliot, no go here. Um, but how much is future M&A playing into that? And how much is, is organic growth? Is that fully organic growth? So that that is predicated entirely on assets we own or control now. So uh, it's based on nice. the legacy Terratech umbrella, the addition of Silver Streak, which we closed on October 1st, um, and the definitive agreement we signed to acquire Peoples, um, which we took over under an MSA as of September 1st. So that's going through its regulatory uh, and final uh, sign-offs right now. We expect to have that closed in the very near future. Um, but in short, all of 2022 growth is based on assets we own or control as of today um, and does not include any upside from you know any partnerships or acquisitions we may make in the meantime uh, nor does it include any upside from the two as of yet unnamed uh, application locations uh, for dispensaries in socal so um, rhetorical question i mean i don't need an answer here but it seems uh you could easily beat that 
<laughs> uh, you know, obviously you don't need to say anything. Uh, you probably can't say anything, but uh, very interesting, man. And, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit more about depth, though. So in, in we'll, we'll just we'll use Oklahoma. So you, you license your brands there. Yep. A, can you dive in a little bit more about how that affects your bottom line? And B, does that help you set up potential expansion in any way in, in that state? Or is that strictly how you're going to play it there? So for now, it's, it's really just a, a license of our brands. Um, and it is growing, but still not a very substantive part of our income statement or, or balance sheet. So, um, you know, we don't have any immediate uh, plans uh, to enter Oklahoma. And, and as I, you know, as we just discussed, the opportunities on the West Coast are so substantial um, that uh, rather than defocus the company by entering into other non-contiguous states, um, you know, it's it's something we're going to you know avoid for now. So we'll continue licensing out our brands, um, and you know, as as the markets develop, we'll obviously continue to look at them. But there's no current plans to, to enter Oklahoma. Super, super helpful there. Uh, I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit more into your perspective, though, of your brands. Um, you know, as you look to expand, we'll, we'll say in California and Oregon. Um, you know, we look at brands like Lowell Farms and their pre-rolls, obviously, you know, the, the major edibles brands in the in the country, uh, Kiva is there, others. But, um, you know, as you move forward, how are you focusing on brands? Is it quality of product? You know, I know some people focus on celebrity activations. I'm curious what Unrivaled does to push your brands out. So, uh, you know, I, I look at it very much like a traditional consumer product item. Uh, I spent a couple of years in the liquor industry earlier in my career. And um, you know, some of my perspective is, is um, guided by that. So I am very much of the perspective that putting out a good product at a good value for its segment is absolutely the way to go. Um, and as part of that, we you know, have people, brand managers that effectively just work on each brand. And you know, they, they wake up thinking about targets and markets and penetration and sell through and, you know, all the traditional metrics you would, you would find in a consumer packaged goods company. Um, and, you know, one of the things in our industry that, that I think the, the companies, including ourselves are, are still trying to get a handle on is that consistent supply of quality based on expectations. Right. So, um, you know, our goal really is to have a, uh, a product that matches the quality and expectations that, that our consumers expect of especially things like Corova and Sticks at this point where there's, you know, pretty widespread market for those products. So um, for us, it's really just very much a putting out a, a good quality product of good value and, and, you know, having consistency. The standard CPG. I like it, man. Um, so, you know, I, as we kind of come to a close here, I'd like to get your thoughts and helping me read a cannabis uh, earnings report. Uh, so there's one number that has been brought to my attention recently. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I haven't been reading earnings for 10, 15 years. It's, it's a relatively new activate, you know, new thing that I do for this particularly, but inventory number. Mm -hmm. So you all, I believe it was 15 million ish, uh, in your inventory currently during your report. Um, that to me in comparison, obviously to the rest of the industry is a solid number. It seems to me like you're selling your product, uh, and it seems to me like you're making enough to keep up with it. Am I am I correct in assuming that, or should or should I look at that number differently? 
No, I think that's accurate. And frankly, um, we did take a $4 million reserve during the third quarter to, to rationalize inventory levels and sell through. Again, one of the things that, that the industry is still trying to get up to speed on is, is managing the supply chain. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of aspects to that, but one of which is over or under supply of, of products, whether it's bulk or brands or, or whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, our industry is, is not as buckled down as you might find a, you know, a Cisco Foods or traditional, um, you know, traditional industries. So that's all part of the process mm-hmm. that yeah. ourselves and a whole bunch of other companies are addressing to try to professionalize the organization, drive greater efficiencies, greater cash flow, greater margins. Um, so yeah, that's, it's a pretty big focus for us because the, you know, it's, that's one of the pain points our industry often experiences. Well, and we, um, we took a tour of a facility and one of the question, one of actually, um, an interesting point we were told was how often they go through so much inventory. Um, so I'm curious, like, is there a tone turnover rate for like $15 million in inventory? How fast does Unrivaled Brands go through that? If you can tell me. Well, yeah, I mean, so that, that represents less than two months of our revenue, um, so, you know, we're, you know, for, for Q3, we did almost 8 million a month. So, uh, in revenue. So for us, that represents less than two months of revenue. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I think an appropriate target point, um, you know, given the variability of, of production cycles and whatnot, um, it does drive, uh, inventory levels a little bit higher, but, um, so I think that that number is actually appropriate for our revenue base and where we are. That's fantastic. I'm very excited about Unrivaled Brands. The growth from Q2 to Q3 is super impressive. Can you just leave our audience with a thought or two on what we can look forward to? You've met, you've touched on a little bit already in this interview, but what can we pay attention to? You know, keep you on our watch list. You know, look for moving into the next quarter into 2022. Yeah. So there's really a, a couple points. One is you know build out the existing assets we have as of today. So as part of the people's uh, agreement, we acquired uh, two, we acquired one operating dispensary, uh, People's OC in Orange County, and then two that were under development, one in downtown LA and, and one in Riverside. Um, the one in downtown LA opens in about 10 days. We're doing our soft opening and our formal opening in about three or four weeks. Um, and the one in Riverside opens um, in the middle of Q1 of 2022. So both of those are near-term uh, additive components of our asset base. And then going forward, um, we very much have the uh, perspective to, uh, you know, to, to add to our portfolio. So with that, I'm you know, thinking about um, products in our uh, brand portfolio that we don't really have or regions where we don't really have dispensary or direct-to-consumer operations with the focus entirely at this point on Oregon and California. Um, along the way, we're going to try to keep doing what we're doing on the management side and operations and improve the efficiencies, try to drive greater cash flows and provide as much transparency as we can to our to our uh, investor base. Well, Frank, I hope you're popping a cork this weekend, my friend. You've earned it. Uh, massive numbers uh, in growth percentage from quarter and year over year. So um, thank you so much. How many dispensaries, by the way, does that make for you all after these open? Uh, that'll be six uh, open dispensaries, um, and then we have a couple of additional applications that I referenced, and mm-hmm. you know, we're going to continue to look to fill in where appropriate. 
Well, downtown LA sounds like it's worth multiple dispensaries as it stands. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, Frank. Thank you so much for being here. Let us know. Keep us updated about the MA. You'll hear it right here on Benzinga.com slash cannabis, cannabis hour and cannabis daily. Uh, and we'll get Frank on to discuss those that news. Looking forward to it, my friend. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Elliot, so much. Thanks, Frank. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. Bye now. Awesome interview, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into this Cannabis Hour special. That's Unrivaled Brands, 668% growth year over year, up to $23.4 million in revenue last quarter. Obviously doing something right over there. Props to Frank. Props to the team. Uh, thanks again to him for joining. Thanks again to you all for watching. See you next week. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. If your account's payable is buried in paperwork, getting back to normal may not sound so appealing. Automate with Avid Exchange and enjoy 100% digital accounts payable. With 24-7 access and secure e-payment options, you can easily review, approve, and pay your bills anytime, anywhere, from any device. So say goodbye to all that paperwork and hello to the ease and flexibility of automated accounts payable. Learn more at avidexchange.com. That's avidexchange.com. As long as I continue to make everything look pretty and shiny on the outside... I didn't care how miserable and ugly I felt on the inside. I realized that I deserved a better me, so I can be the wife and the mom that I really wanted to be. If you're ready to get real about addiction treatment, call Karen. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit caron.org slash real. Karen. Real results. Real care. Real about recovery.